Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 67. Today, um, I want to talk to you about something that I've called credentials. Um, But before I begin, I want to thank you for coming alongside. I appreciate those who maybe have been following along with this podcast, or maybe if you're new and this is your first time, I welcome you. I pray that the Lord speaks to you something within this message, and I hope that it inspires in you the, the wonder and awe of encountering God in, in the dynamic uh, relationship, friendship with Him. And uh, He desires to reveal many things to people if they would just have, have an ear to hear and, and take the time to process what He is saying. So, uh, again, I welcome you. The... One of the previous days, I was considering my profession, my job. And I was thinking about it even more broadly in terms of a, a management position, you know, managing a group of people and how the majority of times as management, your job is actually more about interacting with people. Good managers are excellent interactors. They're excellent communicators. But there are specifics that are relevant to the job that you do on a day-to-day basis. Things that you have to execute to complete the requirements of your job. And then I began to think about my education and my clinical experience, clinical judgment that I have to make, decisions that I have to make on a second-by-second basis, decisions that takes a thought on a piece of paper to a tangible thing that is providing benefits to patients. And I've considered this before, but I want I want to kind of expand on that thinking. But as I began to process my job, I, in really in the simple reality of it all, anyone can be trained to do what I do. But not everyone is able to carry the liability that I carry. So as in my profession, it's my credentials that allow me or permit me to carry the weight or the significance of that role that I perform, that that maybe you perform. So not just anyone could step into my workplace, though having been trained exactly what to do, whether it's through a computer system, things to look for, things to think, right thinking, I could and can 
literally train a person who has no educational background in what I do. I can train them, teach them how to think, how I think, what I think, the buttons that I push, all these things. I could literally raise up an exact copy of myself when it comes to executing the day-to-day, moment-by-moment functions of my job. However, because of the weight of that role that I play, meaning the danger that's present, the significant impact that could be brought about on people based on those decisions, there's a weight in it. In insurance terms, it's there's a liability associated with it. And for incorrect decisions or incorrect choices, there's a liability. And at the end of the day, someone has to be blamed where or when things don't go correctly. But to be able to be blamed, you must carry the proper credentials to ensure that you are blameworthy. So that person that I duplicate, they are not able to perform that function even though they are technically able to because I've taught them how I think, what I think, what I do, but they are not able to perform that role. They are not able to do what I do because they don't carry the credential that I carry. Are you? I hope you're tracking along with what I'm attempting to say. So it's not so much what you do as it is the credential that propels you to that position. Now, that was a phys- there was a physical reality there and there is a spiritual connection that is available inside of that reality. Because we can, and even I think, this much in in how we make disciples, in, in how we teach and reveal God's word, in executing the things that God has said are available through his word. We can teach somebody what to think, what to say, what to do. But if they're not credentialed, they are not able to perform that function. Do you see that? Do you see that parallel? Now, when I say credentialed in the spiritual sense, think of it as one who backs you. You see, Peter could not have walked on the water unless Jesus had told him to come. It was in that moment Peter got credentialed, if you will. For him to be empowered, he actually had to defy the laws of physics in which God created that governs physical, natural law. It was a supernatural event. But... It was executed. It was permitted permitted because of the credentialing of what Jesus said, come. I think of various people throughout some of our modern church history 
that God used mightily. If you don't, if people don't come to mind for you, please take the time to look up people that God used mightily over the course of even the last hundred or two hundred years. But as I begin to think of some of these people, some of these people who did mighty works uh, through through them in terms of healing, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, John G. Lake, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, um, Jonathan Edwards, you know, in the last one to three hundred years, just go through, do do a little investigation read and learn of who these people are and how God used them. But as I begin to to think of them and how God used them, various ways of if, whether healing, deliverance, different types of ministry, it does seem as though that not everyone carries that same effectiveness. Many of us, we teach we preach this idea that it's not about some man or woman. You know, God's man or woman of power for the hour. That we're all called to live this life to execute the things of God in this manner. And while that is true, there is also an aspect of that that's not complete. I say that because, again, we have tried to do a thing and not demonstrated effectiveness like they have if here here's an example if i give my child access to drive my car if i give them the keys to drive that car when they are under age that's irresponsible of me because it puts them in danger now i believe the same is true of god he may be beckoning you to something and you believe with all of your heart that you're called to this arena but you don't yet have access. Keys to the car are like your credentials. Giving my kids access to the keys to drive my car, they can't yet carry the weight, the responsibility, the liability of it. And the same is true often with us as it relates to God. He has yet to credential us for these things because right now we cannot carry the weight of it. If he gave it to you at that moment, it would cause you harm. A lot of time, a lot of time this credentialing is tied to our thinking. The sooner that we can come into understanding that it's not about what we do, nor even how we do it. Then, rather, it is who is credentialing us to do these things. When we can understand that it's not something that we are mustering up in ourselves, right? When we're, let's say we're praying for someone who's sick. And depending on, on how your, your background and what, your, what you know, possible denomination you're brought up in, how you think can be very much influenced on how you're raised, when we can understand that it's not something that we are mustering up in ourselves, but it's rather God working and operating through us. You see, then it is we can come into a place of maturity where we can be trusted with greater measures of power and effectiveness. I can recall recent times 
in my Christian walk where I have prayed for someone and I am tangibly trying to be one who releases faith enough to bring about the request that I'm asking. Because the Bible says in many places, many times, in areas about faith where anything is possible. And I have tried to, with in my physical body, tried to acknowledge and release faith to do something. In those same moments, I've tried to release or even almost like expel this anointing, concentrate hard enough that I'm tapping into this heavenly realm to release anointing to be a conduit. Now, being a conduit is good. Having faith is good. But in that moment, if God said, okay, now's the time, I would always associate the thinking that it was I that released faith, I that expelled anointing, and that would be dangerous for me. I think this is much of why that we fail to see the things that we are believing God for because we are not yet credentialed. And so we're not able to carry the weight of what he wants to do. Now, we can and we do feel and experience the heart of God for us because he reveals to us the desire of his heart. He speaks to us a word and it's within that beckoning, that draw unto him that, that brings us into this place of desire, desiring to do these things for God, unto God, on behalf of God. Because he desires to do these things. We tap into that heart that he has. But it's not until we can come into a place of understanding, of maturity, so that we can then be entrusted with these callings, these giftings. I believe it's not until we come into this right thinking that says, I believe God and God will do it. So then I can say, I believe God and I let him do the rest. I think it's that thought that enables us to function more appropriately, more correctly. Whether it's trusting God for a miracle whether it's a prayer for the sick, whether it's casting out devils, whether it's raising the dead, whether it's believing for a good-sized or a rather even God-sized encounter for friends, family, people that you know, you don't know, believing for a financial provision, whatever it is, intercessing for people. I believe what all those examples are that this is the correct posture to have, that I believe God can and I believe he is able and then I let him do it. I engage with that need. I have to lose the mentality that I have anything to do with it. My yes to move forward is all that I contribute because my yes moving forward is faith. It's faith in God's ability and then... If I have the right thinking of, I believe he can, then if he does, or if he doesn't, I'm not moved. I'm not shaken because he doesn't do something. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, the, those were their Babylonian names. I forget their Hebrew names, but through what they experienced in the fiery furnace, they said, we will not bow to the king because we worship, 
we serve God alone, and we believe that God will or can rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow. Jonah, he preaches repentance to Nineveh. And they said in their repentance, they said, perhaps God will spare us. God accepted that posture of their heart. God accepted it. We have gotten so entrenched in this faith thinking that we have believed that settling for anything less than God will do it is a lack of faith and cause for God to not answer that, that request. And I just don't believe that that bears itself out in Scripture. Having faith is a necessity. And there are times when you have the faith that says, I know God's going to do this. And there are times when you have faith that says, I believe he will. And there are times where it's God, if you will. And then again, though, we, we actually see that bear itself out in scripture. For the man that Jesus healed, I believe he was blind, but he said, I know, I know you are the son of God. I know that you can. But if you will, and Jesus responded to him, he received the posture of the way that man approached him. If you will, I know you're able, but if you will, and Jesus said, I will it. He made him whole from that posture. Many of us can, can make the jump. We can, we can understand or come alongside rather thinking that God can, but making the jump to God will is a whole nother thing entirely. But let me reiterate and be clear that believing that God can is sufficient because we see there in that story, this, that man also approached Jesus with that same request. I know you can. If you desire it, you can heal me. And Jesus said, I desire his, his faith posture, if you will, was accepted. So clinging to this mentality that anything less than God is going to do it, that somehow that posture is, is a lack of faith tied to unbelief, I just do not believe that's accurate. So as I wrap up this, it's important to remember remember something that we are speaking on the God's credentialing it's important to remember that it's our credentialing that equips us to walk in the thing that God has designed for us now it's easy too to fall into the trap of thinking that it's something that I've done that has enabled me to be equipped you know when we think about credentialing you know I've attended you know, I've built up my education to where I have been able to be in the position that I am in, and that's in the natural. And so don't fall into the trap of thinking that in the spiritual world, there's something that we do that, that we have a hand in the credentialing. See, that's actually dysfunctional thinking as well. And if we're not careful, we can easily fall into that trap. 
it's not it's not what you've done to get credentialed it's who credentials you who has sent you who has enabled you you see nothing comes from what we do no ability no power no effectiveness no anointing comes one iota from us but rather it's the result of the fact that god has said now you have done this now you can do this our credentials come from the one who has credentialed us it's his word we see that with peter jesus says come it was the word of god and i'm not just talking about the bible love the bible love what it how it can anchor us it's not just it's not just the credentials it's the one who credentials us. It's his word, his declaration over us. That writes the credentialing. It's him as the source. See, don't, don't get caught up in the credential. Our, our gaze must be fixed on the credentialer. It's very important to make that connection because if we fail to make that connection, then we will fail to walk in the desired measure that he has intended for us. We, we may see some successes because God is desiring, he is, he is loving, and therefore he may have mercy on individuals because he wants them to be delivered from whatever it is that troubles them. But yet, we haven't sufficiently came into this right understanding. And so there are times when his grace will override our incompetency. However, I believe that the majority of situations call for right thinking think about the uh, the son who was was possessed afflicted by the by the demons and the disciples couldn't bring it out jesus says it's because of your lack of faith this kind comes out only through prayer some texts say also fasting but there is, there is right thinking that those disciples had disconnected from and they were unable. We know it was the will of Christ to do that because he ended up doing it for them. They had There was an inability tied to them and it was the result of wrong thinking. And so we must understand that it's our credentials that allow us to carry the weight of the role that we are to play in the kingdom of God. But it's not something that we do. It's the result of what he says, which enables us to do as a result of right and mature thinking that is centered upon the person and not the result. The person of Jesus through and in the Father. So I pray that this was enlightening. I pray that it ministered to you where you are. Um, and I appreciate you joining me for this and we will see you on the next one. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lives.